Leafs talk, JD Bunkus, Sam McKee. Slop them up, buddy. That was slop them up. Dangerous nights, baby. (laughs) Real dangerous nights. Football Maple Leafs. My God. A Mm. game that started, I thought, kind of nice for Toronto. Mm -hmm. Their stars looked like they were buzzing around a little bit. This has been a bit of a tale for them recently. They start looking pretty decent. They get a nice bounce. They get the lead. And then the rest of the game is just bozo mode. This game is just, that's all it was to me tonight is sloppy stakes night, turnover (laughs) after turnover, mistake after mistake, and it buried them. It was chicken spaghetti night, pal. Yeah, it was not pretty out there. I Listen, I actually, it's hard to come on Leafs talk and say after a 7-2 loss where they turned the puck over, but there was parts of this game I actually didn't hate tonight. The first, the first period, they had a lot of great offensive zone time. They made it 3-2 in the, third, in the third period when they were playing really well to start that game. And then, like you said, a boneheaded error to just, you know, turnovers by the top guys. But this turnover thing is brutal. Like, it's just, it's every game, like you said, it's been a huge problem for them in terms of, listen, how many times have I said attention to detail on the show over the season, Bunk? It's just a classic attention to detail. Lilligren uh, found out that ice is slippery tonight when he takes his eye off the puck and it slides off his stick and he nubs it into their into their guy. It's just it's just not pretty from the Toronto Maple Leafs. So every, I, I I don't know how worked up you are about this one, but uh, I'll a, get, let you get in here. I'm a little worked up. I, I okay. am because well, there's a couple things. One is when your captain shows up to his old arena. And he's getting booed and cheers when he loses draws. And that died out throughout the game because it just yeah. became party night against the Islanders. That Islanders crowd hates your guts. They want to see you get embarrassed like this. And you got embarrassed. And I think that for this team, everyone wants to talk about, oh, well, they're better suited for the playoffs. They're better suited for the playoffs. And I've done the same thing. And I was texting with you. And this is why I'm a little fired up tonight mm-hmm. is because, hey, at some point, are you going to pay attention to the details? Like better suited for the playoffs doesn't just mean that you have a couple more guys that can score in front of the net. It doesn't just mean we're going to all gush because Nolachari has a good shift and answers the bell after he has a tough hit early on in the game. Are they more mature in a lot of ways? Yeah. Are they looking like a team that might be better suited to win in the postseason? I think, yes, still that is the case. Even watching Engvall tonight, like the Islanders put up seven goals and I noticed Engvall two times. Like I know. I, I'm pretty okay with that trade. Okay. I'm <laughs> yes. going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to be fine and just live with that trade just fine and dandy. But here's a couple of things that are now patterns for the Toronto Maple Leafs since they've made this trade. They get outshot just about every single night. And I know that everybody wants to think that's not analytics to me. That's just mm-hmm. flat out. You get outshot. That's sports sports. You get outshot. That's the simplest math. You're going to lose on aggregate a lot of the times. And this team, for whatever reason, kind of goes to sleep defensively and mm-hmm. loses their spark a lot offensively. The, the offensive line juggling, I don't mind. I actually think that it's totally fine. I've got zero issue with it whatsoever. I think that they can throw Matthews and Marner together whenever the hell they want. It's going to work. They can load up the talent. It's going to work just fine. Yarncroc has actually been looking pretty good. I've liked some of the stuff from Bunting. The depth uh, gave them a really good shift tonight that led to that second goal. But the big sore spot for me right now is they lose TJ Brody tonight and none of the pairings look good. Like Mm -hmm. the D pairings don't fit. They've got a bunch of guys who individually in a vacuum are solid. It actually reminds me a little bit of the Raptors for a lot of their season where you go, 
Why doesn't this work? You have a bunch of guys who are talented, a bunch of guys who can play, but tonight Lilligren and McCabe are together and you say, all right, see if you can build some chemistry. That was a disaster. That didn't work out. McCabe has a huge oh. mistake. Him and Tavares on a miscommunication earlier in the game. Then Lilligren throws a grenade into his skates for the, like, basically the game. Is over. Goal. Yeah. So yeah. I just but, like what pairing worked tonight. And that's, that's my real concern is that they're just sloppy, lack of attention to detail, lack of intensity at times in the game that goes away. And so to me, it's like, I, I think it's pretty fair to judge these guys on some of this stuff at this point. We're, we're pretty far removed. We've got enough of a sample size and the sample is starting to tell us that these guys need to get their stuff together here pretty quick because yeah, they don't look great night in night out. But sure, I think that all that's fair. But on the decor, like how many teams are going to look just as good defensively without their best defenseman, right? Sure. Like that's, I mean, that's obviously. But that's when they have TJ Brody too, where they put TJ Brody with someone and you go, that pairing looks nice. And then yeah. you look at the other two and you go, like, do you have I don't a think feel that's... for like go who ahead. should be in here? I kind of like the idea of Giordano and Lilligren. And then TJ Brody with whoever. And then that middle pair is just going to be a bit of a, yeah, a bit of an, I don't know. They had a graphic up on the broadcast today where they had Luke Shen playing on the second pairing. And I went, I love Luke Shen. Okay. There's just no way. Like, listen, they, they can put graphics and they can put it wherever you want. Uh, When they played last game, Luke Shen, they had six defensemen in the game. All the defensemen played 22, 21, 20 minutes, and then Luke Shen was 13, 56. Yeah. So you can put him on a second-line pairing or whatever you want to do on any graphic or whatever you want, but it's just not going to be – he's never going to play second-line minutes. Like, there's just a second pair of minutes. That's just never going to happen in any game, regardless of stakes. It's just not going to – it's not a possibility. I Listen, I think the D is a real concern in terms of sometimes it looks really good, sometimes it looks bad. I think they're really just trying to work things in here. I don't think it can be overstated how much turnover they had. And this was a concern we all talked about at the trade deadline. This is a popular take to say that, you know, it's like, oh, it's a new training camp. That was a big, the hot one. Everyone's like, oh, it's a new training camp. This whole new team, this whole new bottom six, new defenseman in. Like, I don't think that can be underrated here. They are really learning on the fly. They lose their big time acquisition their third line shutdown center their their prize of the deadline is gone after five games there's just some flux with this lineup and it's taken some time for them to figure it out i'm still more hopeful about this bottom six going into the playoffs than i have been about right now sam but no i know right now like this every show doesn't have to be like the what is going to happen weeks from now i'm saying right now what we're seeing i i don't think that you can't talk about this that. Oh, it's turnover. It's turnover. It's like they juggle in the line. Yeah, but like it's the big guys turning over. It's yeah. not the bottom six. It's the same guys that have been turning it over for a exactly. hundred years. So, like, listen, you have to surround these guys with other guys that are potentially not going to do dumb crap all the time, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, that's what I'm getting at here. I don't think it's like I'm not saying that you know it's a. I'm trying to extrapolate it to the playoffs, but they played a dog night tonight. Everyone's probably super pissed off about them. But like, I'm really not that panicked about the bottom six, and like the the I I really do feel that they're better suited. Like you said, that you're mad about. I mm-hmm. am one of those people that think they're better suited, and I'm looking forward more to the playoffs than I have been in years past. Yeah, I think that they're better suited, but boy, it's just this is not like they won that Senators game because Matt Murray made what 48 mm-hmm. saves. 
Yeah. Like they got outplayed bad. 38, 38 and then 10 from the uh 10 from the the goal judge who juiced up his his numbers, but yeah. Sure. Yeah. They've had just they have had way more games where they have gotten sort of filled in and found a way to win. And it's cool because they have really top tier talent that can finish, right? They'll have Marner mm-hmm. that a spectacular night. Matthews has looked better for stretches lately. I don't know what's going on with Nylander, but it was another night where he started looking okay and then he mm-hmm. sort of disappeared and they gave him a lot of shifts with the top six and still just not the guy that we've been accustomed to for a lot of the season. Weirdly, just kind of power switch off for him a little bit lately. Don't love that. The other guy too is Tavares. Where, where has Tavares been in terms of impact in some of these games for you? Because Listen, tonight, I, I wasn't exactly feeling a lot of, boy, here's a guy who's playing his old team and the captain. And like, w- what's your most memorable moment from Tavares tonight? I couldn't name one, but this, exactly. is what, this is what always happens with Tavares in terms of his ups and downs. At this point yeah. of his career, he's a very up and down guy. And he'll have stretches of games where he is, the puck's landed on his stick in the right spot. He seems like his feet are moving. He's scoring five goals in five games. He's got 10 points over a five-game stretch. And then he goes back to another 10-game stretch where he has two points or three points. Like, it's a very, the production from him is not inconsistent because he does get to his numbers, but there are stretches with him where he goes quiet. And on the Willie Nylander front, man, this is just, listen, if you and I thought we were going to sit here for 82 games and get through it without having a conversation, having a conversation about a cold stretch a cold dog stretch from Willie Nylander. We're both lying to ourselves. Like there's anyway. just no way you're getting through the full year without this. It's just who he is. I've accepted it. Like I, I, I am fully confident that he's going to turn it back on. And that this little peepee whack that he's getting down on the third line is going to work and he's going to get hot again. But this just, he's ironed a lot of these out, but it's finally arrived. Mm-hmm. It's finally arrived. The slow stretch for William Nylander that happens every year. And the inconsistency, why he makes 6.9 and not 11 million like the other guys, is because stretches like this. So I'm with you in the sense of I've been trying to – I guess why I'm a little heated tonight is Mm -hmm. I've been pretty forgiving about the way they played and they put together some wins and it's really hard to kind of hammer them when they find a way to win, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, of course. But I think hockey is a process versus results sport. Mm-hmm. And to me, the process lately has just not been very good. And I had Ian Tullock on my podcast today. It was really good. I suggest people go and listen to it. And he's been talking about since their last 10 games. And tonight surely did not help this. They've been shot share with teams like the Arizona Coyotes. And I know hey, that gets that gets Arizona's blown. been hot. I know they've gotten it's been blown out <laughs> of proportion because they had that game against the Senators. They had that game against mm-hmm. the Canucks in there. They've had some real dog bad games. <laughs> But overall, I just, I'm, I'm kind of over some of the things that have happened tonight. Because to me, when we're talking about, hey, not having chemistry with your line mates yet, or some guys, there being too much turnover, I think that can show up a little bit in the first goal that, you know, McCabe and Tavares aren't really talking on a four-on-four. They've played no four-on-four minutes mm-hmm. together ever in their career. They have a bit of a breakdown. Puck goes in the net. You go, damn, that sucks. Kind of an excusable one for the two veterans to be on the ice and to lose just a man completely. but. That is where you go, all right, communication is an issue. I don't think roster turnover has anything to do with the fact that Lilligren sets his feet and holds on to the puck and then flubs it. A little bit of bad luck because he made some nice plays right before that, but he was pretty tough the rest of the game after his goal when I thought he was going to change his confidence. 
I don't see it being a roster turnover thing where David Camp, their defensive center, shovels one into a guy's skates along the boards and it ends up in the back of their net. I don't think it's a chemistry issue. Surely watching Mitch Marner right after he scores a goal and the momentum of the game is about to turn where he's flying down the ice. And I'm like, are the Leafs on a power play? Like what, what exactly was that play that he tried to do? Like a lateral move right into the skates of Morgan Riley that goes the other way for an odd man rush for the Islanders where it's just, you know, bar down and in. I, I just, those things to me have nothing to do with chemistry. They don't have anything to do with turnover. Like show me the play tonight other than the first goal where it's a miscommunication between guys that just need more time together or it's just, yeah, like I, I think it's a too easy of an excuse for these guys right now. At this point, you got a gift that Tampa Bay continues to just flub every opportunity they get to catch the Leafs. They lost to Montreal in regulation 3-2. I know. Yeah. It's a disaster for them. They but stink too. I, that's that's a I that's just, a silver I, lining. I, ultimately, this group's going to be judged on the playoffs, and so I don't want to get too worked up about a regular season game. And yes, the record is still great. Blah 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 blah. But man, oh man, I you trust these guys that have never won a playoff series just to flip the switch? Like, when do you want to yes. see a little bit of tightening of the screws? To yeah, you do. Okay, because I, I don't. Do. I, I, I want to see like, the screws tightened a little bit here during the regular season. I don't want to see those kinds of mistakes that have buried them in postseasons in the past. Listen, I know this is. It's hard to say this, but like it's you just agony. You just no. It's a lot. Like yeah, they played. They stunk. They stunk. Don't get me wrong. They stunk. But like yeah, they stunk. They stunk. Everybody who's watching, no zag. They stunk. But like, there's like you know we do eighty two of this or however many we do. You're gonna have stinkers, right? I understand that part of it. They've been stinking for a while. Yeah, but they've been winning and they've been shooting the puck in the net and they've been getting goals. Like, I just think. They lit Ultimately, up. Uh, they lit up our boy Mads Madison, or whatever else name was on Saturday listen, night. I see you, you're they, reading all the dorks the on all the dorks on all the dorks on Twitter. Ian Tullet coming on your show, telling you the Leafs suck, and you're reading the press clippings that the Leafs stink now because you know it's like they got rid of Angval and Sandine, and all of a sudden they stink. I just that's absolutely nothing to do with it. Those are guys <laughs> I've obviously wanted to move out the entire season. I just mean I think it's an overreaction to get really, really, really worried about this, the way they've been playing for the last, you know, whatever, 10 days, 10 games, games 10 games. I, I just, I, I really think it's hard to coach the human nature aspect of this close to the regular season. Sure. You're fighting for home ice, but like you said, Tampa keeps losing all the time. You won your two games in hand that you had with Tampa. You beat Carolina, you beat Ottawa. You've got a bit of a cushion on them. They all know who they're playing. Like, I honestly feel like a big part of this malaise is just a malaise for the regular season. Like all of them, I think there's a factor. They don't want to get hurt. Like there's a big part of this to me that that is a take. And that once the playoffs start, it's going to be different. Like I truly believe that. So I I can look like a Dumbo. These, these guys aren't LeBron James who goes to the finals every single year mm-hmm. and decides to go into coast mode when he's on the Cavaliers and play like crap down the stretch and have everyone wonder if the king is dead. This is a Leafs team that has lost seven straight times. Yeah, but not this Leafs team. Yeah, not, this bo- not, not this, this bottom six. Not this, not this bottom six. This bottom six? Who gives a about this bottom Me. six? Me, because it's every six. Because every big Dude, game that ever happened decided by Noel Achari in yes. his 10 minutes that he's going to play? Buddy, every big game in the playoffs. How long? You've watched hockey your whole goddamn life, dude. 
It's like yeah. every big game in the playoffs. Oh, you know, it's a third line. Oh, oh, who scored both goals for the for Tampa in game seven? A third line guy. Fernando Pessin. These guys are put up on billboards because of how good they They've never gotten a contribution from the bottom six. They've never gotten a big goal from the bottom six in any of these big games. It's mm-hmm. always been on the big boys. And now they have a different type of guy in the bottom six. Like, we're doing playoff stuff here. It's a it's a post-game show. We're yelling I mean, at each other. Tim Lafferty's first goal. Yeah, so. I know. But, like, I just – listen, I have more belief in this team. I know it's crazy. And I know it seems like a zag. And you can accuse me from zag. And everybody can accuse hey, me of zagging. Just being full maybe, contrarian. Maybe, maybe it's my – you know, maybe it's that I'm going on vacation tomorrow. Maybe that could be yeah. part of it. I just – I really – like, I'm flushing this one, baby. I really am. I'm flushing this one. What are you doing with the other 10 games before this where, like, yeah, they've been basically outplayed in eight of them? What do you mean? Which games? They've been outplayed in eight. Go look at the numbers. They've been outplayed in eight oh, of their yeah, 11. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the chart says they suck now. Like, what are they talking about? It's not the charts. It's the eye test, too. You think that they look I, good? Yeah, I do. I think they look good beating Carolina on a Friday night. Sure, they got outplayed. They scored five goals. They scored, like, you know, they got a they got a game st- uh, stolen by their goalie on Saturday night. That's allowed once in a while. Like mm-hmm. they, Oh, they lost by one goal to the defending Stanley cup champions in overtime. Like, I, like, yeah. I don't know. They got, whooped. they got whooped in that Carol in that Colorado game. They got whooped. Yeah. That was not a close game. Toronto had what in that gate? Did they have 20 shots? Yeah. I mean, Tampa didn't have it. I'm sorry. Uh, Colorado. Listen, we're arguing. They had like 25. It was a defensive yeah. game. It was a slog yeah. game. I just, I, I'm not seeing a team that looks like they're tightening things up or a team that looks like they're in a race to keep home ice advantage. And I think tonight was an embarrassing effort for them. One where sure. guys no doubt were in their top six. They had a second line that to me basically had no moments. They had no moments from William Nylander. They had a couple of plays from Mitch Marner that were great. There was a couple of moments from Matthews that were great. Outside of that, the awful. They had horrific turnovers. Their goaltender, like, it's hard to blame him on a night like tonight when it's a lot of tip pucks, but mm-hmm. boy, he's not exactly sharp. Uh, I think it's also tough that Sheldon Keefe ends up leaving him in the net for all of these because they have another goalie where they don't want to screw up the rotation. They don't want to screw up the rest thing. It just, this was a, this was an ugly one, man. Uh, yeah. I did not like a team that's coming back. It was weird. That was the weird stat of the night was they mentioned how a team coming off the West coast road trip going home actually as a winning record. And I, I was pretty surprised by that i like that's a kind of a staple we've always had as sports fans in hockey for my entire life Mm. of always fade the team that's at home i just i thought that they would play with a little bit more pride a little bit more passion tonight and the idea that yeah ryan o'reilly is going to step in here for two games it's going to be fixed or that yeah they're going to flip a switch when they haven't really done that ever before uh i just you can you can color me a little bit more suspect. I like some of the guys. I liked the goal tonight that Lafferty scored where he's just in the paint essentially. Mm-hmm. And he a dirty one against a really good goaltender. But to me, there's just like way more trouble signs than I expected from a group like this, especially after like, it should also be said. Sure. Are you, you, can say are, you, are, you are you saying the same things about Tampa or is it because of the pedigree? Cause they've gone to the final. That's why you're not, you're not worried about them. Tampa has two Stanley cups and was just, yeah, I'm asking you. I'm asking you that. I'm not trying to be sarcastic. I'm just asking if yeah. you're worried about that. No, I just think it's kind of weird to even make the comparison. It's like, yeah, I have more trust in the team that has gone to two Stanley Cup For finals. Sure. And I'm just, I asked you if you're worried about them, the way they're playing. I, I'm, I'm not like... Because I think to first, me, it's two very comparable situations. Two teams I, I that are... Watch, 
I don't watch as much Tampa Bay. Like yeah. tonight, I obviously don't see the game. I'm watching yeah, yeah. the Leafs. From what I've seen of Tampa, I watched them the other day, and they look pretty crappy. They've also had like when they're going to lose a guy like Hedman from their lineup, I think that's a little bit more like holy crap. And for me, that actually does make sense when they're in a little bit more checkout mode. If I'm the Toronto Maple Leafs, I want to go in this thing feeling tight, feeling like we are starting to figure stuff out. Also, it, you don't if you're Sheldon Keefe, don't you want to have a little bit of reprieve in this and go, I actually kind of feel like I know who some of my guys are. Well, like, how would, you, I, know? I know how would what, you know if you keep changing them every second shift? I, I think he's changing them because he keeps searching for something. He's hoping something. Yeah, clicks. But like, I think that he, tonight he, he has no patience. For- he's got no patience. Yeah. He's got a tinker. It's his classic. He's doing the classic tinker. Like he's like, oh, it doesn't it doesn't work for two shifts. Martyr and Matthews. He's this bonk. Like put it back in there. It doesn't work for two shifts. Mar- Nylander and Tavares. It's like he just he does what he does. I will tell you the the one positive as of late that I'm really enjoying is mm. Callie Yarncroft seems to have like settled himself in as a top six guy, mm-hmm. and I I am getting the feeling that that they're either going to go into the playoffs with him with Matthews or him with uh him with Tavares, and that it it just feels like something that is is working a little bit better. Even some of the plays I thought he made in the D zone tonight, he played with a little bit more intensity than some of the other He's guys. Hard. And, yeah, he is. He's just he he played hard tonight, and he had a couple of moments tonight. I just. Yarncroc has impressed me more than I would say just about any other Leaf over the last like stretch of ten, outside of the Marner and Samsonov having good games. You know, like that the role player guy that I think has been the best. It's probably been him and Achari that I go, damn, this guy really has something to him. But yeah, Yarncroc, weirdly, you put him in the bottom six, he feels sort of lost, and I I don't have any affinity for him, and there's really never a lot. Maybe it's just because he's been playing with camp sometimes, and you go, what is Boy, if there's one thing feather in the cap for Engvall, it's like you look at his numbers with Camp when he's with them, and then Camp when Engvall has been gone, and then yeah, it's pretty I feel, stark. I do feel for uh, Camp a little bit on that turnover because I watched the goal and I was like, "That's a brutal turnover," or whatever. But then Jeff mm-hmm. O'Neill at the intermission was breaking it down, and he was right. It was a grenade from Riley. Just put it like into his yeah. feet with a guy bearing down on him. He had absolutely nowhere to go there. I mean, you guys could say take a hit to make the play, but he barely had time to get the puck on his stick before he had to try to get it up. So like, I'll give him a little bit of a break on that one. I thought his game's kind of, I think his game's kind of been going north, like getting better a little bit over the past bit, but like he's nowhere near the same guy without Angval. There's just no comparison. Like I I like, I like that fourth line that they put out there with Achari and Aston Reese and they have their moments, but he's not, the same impact guy that he was with Angval. That's that's the only reason the Leafs miss Angval is because he made camp better. Hundred percent, I completely agree, and, and that's a good point by you and by O'Neill. Just because yeah. I do think that happens a lot in hockey is we look at the exact play that happens that causes mm-hmm. right the turnover or whatever the goal is. But it's even why I was more impressed tonight where Matthews makes a nice play, Marner scores a goal for the second one, what makes it all of a sudden a game. But the moment that I thought was way more important was the shift that the fourth line had right before that, where they're just like getting in their hard on pucks. They're creating a cycle. They hemmed them in. They kept those guys in the ice for a little while. And then all of a sudden the stars come on and they have a ton of space because they're way better than the Islanders that are on the ice, especially when they're gas. So yeah, yeah, I think it is an important thing. It's one of the things I like about having our replay on Leafs talk a lot of the nights, but yeah, I, I, I guess 
again, I, I still feel like my position is the same, that the trades that they've made were good ones. Like, I don't care mm-hmm. that they lost Sandine and Engvall. Like, those guys were never going to be in the lineup for the Leafs. I advocated for trading both those guys all year long. Um, yeah, clearly Ryan O'Reilly is going to help this team a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, just in terms of shuffling him into the top six, having another guy that's a depth player who can score, someone who plays hard in these big games. But yeah, we're 11 games in, and I'm just I'm not seeing the D pairings that I go I'm excited about. I have two in mind where I say it's Brody and someone. Mm-hmm. Like I said, you can take your pick of the litter who you want to put with TJ Brody. And then I have essentially Giordano and Lilligren who you kind of feel good about, and then that could quickly turn into Giordano Shen. Like yeah, yeah. It just there's there's the oh puzzle pieces don't no Gustafson. No, Gustafson tonight was another was the prime example of why there's no Gustafson. By the way, the one paddle save we should mention that Sorokin made the save of the year tonight that's, on Gustafson. I'm glad, totally, I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because yeah. that's something that's anecdotal that I've noticed about the Leafs. Uh, this may I don't know how you would ever prove this, but it feels like when they get stoned a yeah. bunch by a goal a goalie like early yeah. in the game it goes badly the rest of the game. Like it feels like they get broken down by goalies making a bunch of six saves on them. Like Sorokin tonight feels like Sorokin broke them. Cause in that first period, they get the one by them. They were really good in the first period, but Sorokin yeah, is just are. so good. And they come out there, they get the early one and the game completely changes. So I know that's very anecdotal, but it just feels like when they get stoned a lot early in a game, it can really go South on them. I mean, if we're talking about things that have happened in the playoffs, my favorite thing about this save, though, is what a save. That's incredible. Unbelievable. My favorite part is Gustafson's reaction. (laughs) He doesn't like, (laughs) are you kidding me? Anything. (laughs) He just goes (laughs) like, he's like, I don't even know what happened. Is he in shock? Like he doesn't do anything like no head up to the sky. Even I don't think I've ever seen a reaction from a player about that. Just, just slide it, slide it along the ice. Like, sure. But why why are you trying to go top shelf? when have you ever seen a player react to a save the way that he did? Where it's like, can we see his face? Cause just stiff coasting by, I was like, did he, he think him. it went in the net and he was being cool about it? Like I couldn't understand what exactly it was. Now uh, Gustafson's had some moments. That's the thing. He'll have some flashes where I go, Oh, I like him. Yeah. Yeah. He's got some tantalizing stuff. Like I yeah. like the, when he plays confident with the puck, but, there were a couple moments in the Leafs end tonight where he's back behind the net and there's a four checker coming in. I was like, no, (laughs) this is, this is not how I want to live in come playoff time, please. I'm just not interested in it. Anyways, start uh, the playoffs. Can we fast forward? Like, honestly, I just, I want the playoffs to start so badly. I want them to get through how many games they have left? 10, 11 more. I think Uh, maybe it's getting close because the season ends in, April 14th, 14th, April 14th. Yeah. Had you Arncroft save the Lafferty goal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nothing really else for me. I got, I got oh. nothing else. I actually thought Mitch Marner played with, like I tweeted this, he had like an edge to him tonight. He was just like John and yapping at guys. Mm-hmm. And, and I actually really liked seeing that from him. That, that is a different level of just maturity and ownership. And I, I actually think that you have to find a balance in that game because again, he had yeah. the horrific turnover that ended the game. But I just, there's something about seeing him react that way to the play, talking, you know, giving a little bit of attitude that if we're talking about, hey, stuff that matters to me, weirdly, I think he's a guy who come playoff time has lost confidence and the confidence that he's playing with this year to even elevate into that part of him. Like, you don't see that very often from Mitch Marner, right? John talking trash. 
yelling yeah. at officials. I just, yeah. I liked it. It was, it was a nice change of pace for him. So uh, I just wanted to quickly mention Achari again when he, was it Brock Nelson he buried? Yeah, it was. When they, Nelson left. Yeah. And I mean, I hate that play because it looks so bad for Achari, but like, why do guys stop and turn when they got a guy in their hip like that? It's just, he's coming in to make the hit. You know, the guy that's coming on on and you just stop and turn your back right to him. And he's got full momentum. And he goes through him. So it looked really bad for him. But then I like that. He answered the bell against Matt Martin. You mentioned that when we were texting that he's probably going to have to fight and he ended up having to do it. They probably, I said, there's 0% chance he doesn't get a team with a fight. It's funny. And listening then to the good- broadcast, Mike Johnson's like, What's happening here? I was like, what do you mean what's happening here? They <laughs> he took, buried they the captain the bloody in the face. Yeah. The car. And he's like, that was a long time ago. I'm like, yeah. Uh, like an hour ago. <laughs> forgot about it. It was. It happened tonight, Mike. Like, you forget what you did an hour ago? Like, yeah. Anyway, that was a but weird then, take by him. Martin, I felt for for Achari having to fight Martin, who's just so far out of his weight class. And good guy Matt Martin just taking hit. Just like, I'm not going to murder you here. Just stop. Matt Martin. Matt Martin actually is the sweetest guy yes. ever. For Sweet that guy. Yes. That, that he, Achari is coming off of getting not like maybe what? a said wasn't a concussion, but he got bonked and he was out of game. Yeah. He's clearly not a hundred percent. And he buried their captain. They could have <laughs> so easily just been like we're beating the brakes off you. We don't yeah. care. And sweetheart Matt Martin, the gentle giant, went out there and gave him a little bit of a tap and then let him bear hug and get inside and decided, okay, that's, that's enough for you tonight. At least we gave the people a show that yeah. you can't just do that without retribution. But no, yeah. I actually think like tip of the cap to Matt Martin, because that Attaboy, was, Matt. yeah, that was nice of you to not kill Nolachari <laughs> in front of us tonight. <laughs> like Adam McQuaid killed you that one time oh, in front of it. Basically ended Matt Martin's reputation as one of the toughest guys in the league. McQuaid he is tough, was but tough. McQuaid was tough as nails. No question about it, but that was a fight that I will always remember of just like, boy, Oof. that was a... He didn't fight much kick. after that one. No, he smashed his face <laughs> oh, yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, that yeah. was... That was one of those two where you and everyone was excited about Matt Martin going like, this is how we get into it. And there's like, bang, bang, like, whoa, dark days. These are dark yeah. days. Anyway, subscribe to the podcast, leave five stars, do all those things. Uh, listen to my podcast more. I've got Will Buxton if you're an F1 fan. So I'm excited for that. I'm going to talk about hey, Mercedes. And I got a question about F1 for you. Yeah. Fastest yeah. car still winning? Oh, yeah. Fastest car still winning? You're a cool guy. You're a real cool You're a cool guy tonight, just just zagging on ask, everything. Ask uh, ask Will Buxton. Hey, is fastest car still winning? Uh. Yeah. Hey, only the fastest car ever in F1 history, buddy. Oh. Cool. Yeah. So anyway, Will Buxton tomorrow on my show. Uh, my friend Jackie Redmond will join me. Uh, what do you got tomorrow? Anything? Are you on vacation? Yeah, tomorrow? I uh, got a fl- nine thirty flight to Scottsdale, yeah. Uh, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, this is big leaving energy from you where you're like, ah, it's fine. Yeah, you're like, yeah, zag. See you, baby. Zag yeah, I'm going golfing in Arizona. Zag, oh! leave a bomb. Yeah, so it's Borny and I on Thursday and on Sunday. And then nice. I'm going to try to figure out a co-host for Saturday. I haven't figured that out yet. But either way, subscribe to the podcast. Leave five stars. It'll be live on SN now on Saturday night. Uh, yeah, do all those nice things. Hit that thumbs up on YouTube. And we will see you Thursday night with Justin Borny. Night.